Hi guys, welcome back to It's a Wonderful Podcast. My name's Nolan Dean and I'm here always. But uh, this is this is not always because I, there's a strange problem going on. I, I can't see my co-host. Oh dear. Oh, what's happened? Yeah. Oh no. What, yeah. Oh no. Terrified. But, what's happened? But we, we, but we could work with this. We can. Uh, because we're talking about the Invisible Man today. Yeah. I have turned invisible, in case anybody was not aware. You're um, already mad, so... I am very, very insane. And obviously I'm a scientist as well, so... Uh, that I, would explain all the beakers and the weird potions you do in your little yeah, man cave back in Manchester. All the... Uh, all the chem- There's no chemicals in here. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not setting up some sort of strange um, chemical business. This makes me sound like Walter White. <laughs> I'm not creating some I've sort got of some strange. Right here. Of course you have. Of course you have. F- hopefully they don't turn you invisible. No. Um, well, unless you can't see me through these vape clouds. Like right, that's probably yeah. Maybe they do turn you invisible. A sense of invisibility. Um, but yes, guys, hello. Welcome to It's a Wonderful Podcast, episode 42. Uh, as Nolan stated perfectly adequately before, I am Morgan Robinson. And, I'm going to uh, consider this our Jackie Robinson episode. Our Jackie Robinson episode. Yeah, 42. Because it's number 42. Yeah. Jackie Robinson, of course, no relation to me. Um, sadly, because what a... What a great man to have in your ancestry, but great baseball player, as far as I know. I like baseball. Do you like baseball? Um, what's the difference between baseball and Don't, softball? Oh, well, softball's underarm, for one. Yeah, you pitch it underarm. Um, softball's also like a bit silly. I think it's a slower. I think it's or it might be a game for slower people. Um, that's fun. all. That, that's all I got to play in um, high school physical education. It's also, it, physical education, or PE to or gym class to most people. Um, physical education. It, I mean, that is what it stands for. But does anybody call it physical education? I certainly don't. It sounds a bit like suspect. Especially the snobs, when um, the snobs call it that. If you call it physical education, especially when you've got a, a teacher who particularly likes to wear very small hot pants, like oh. my PE teacher liked to wear, um, I believe he was sacked during my time at the school. Um, yeah, that happened. Uh, I, I don't think he did. It's not like he did well. anything. But uh, he did used to wear very, very small hot pants, and calling it physical education makes that sound a bit strange. Indeed. Uh, God. Uh, PE in my school was just basically an hour of goofing off. I mean, no, I was the person who used to take it very seriously, because I was was more of a a sporty uh, teenager. Um, of course a lot. you were. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm sporty now. I still like sport. I still love sports. Morgan was a jock. I no, I, I wasn't. 
I wasn't. I was the one who showed up at school wearing a varsity jacket, pushing the nerds into lockers. I'm not saying I was very good. I'm just saying (laughs) I enjoyed it. So no, I I I very much did not consider PE a goof off class. It was a chance to play whether it was football or whatever it was, usually football or, or badminton or something like that, because uh, I used to be quite no. good at badminton. That's no, badminton, not... that's a weird uniform. Badminton is um, it's a weird sport to be, to play a lot, but I used to be like reasonably good at badminton. Um, I mean, it's a strange sport. It's not like being good at football, because you could be good at football and like, yeah, okay, it's football, but like, what are you good at? Squash. Badminton. I was pretty so, good at basketball. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not tall enough. Anyway, welcome to It's a Wonderful Sports Talk. Um, okay, let's get back on track, because I'm not talking about sports. <laughs> no, it won't, go, it won't go very well. Um, we are today talking about the uh, Invisible Man, Universal's The Invisible Man from 1933. This was Nolan's choice. Nolan, why did you pick this particular movie for this week? Because if we're going to talk Universal Monsters, then I've got to be different and not pick the big three. That's true, but we already have done. We already have covered two Universal Monsters movies on this um, on this show. The Mummy, which we did uh, a, quite a long while ago now. I think that must have been when we were still in single figures for episode numbers, and yep. um, the famous episode where Brandon Hanna guest host. Uh, he picked the Wolfman, so uh... kidnapping bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're t- we're doing Universal Monsters again, Nolan, and it's been a long while since we've talked about them. Um, there has also been the recent news surrounding potentially a new Invisible Man. What do you make of that first before we get into uh, anything? Well, uh, in preparation for this, I didn't just watch um, The Invisible Man. I also watched Upgrade, which okay. Lee Winnell also did. Pretty good movie. Really fun, slick, original sci-fi horror movie, which I can't really say we get a lot of these days. Yeah, I, admittedly, I have not seen Upgrade. Um, I don't really have anything to go off when it comes to Lee Winnell, who is, you know, supposed to be doing this new iteration uh, of the invisible man uh, he wrote the original saw he's good mates with james wan okay okay well that he was in aquaman as the pilot he was in aquaman as the pilot when they're flying over the desert he's the pilot that's flying oh the okay what a weird scene in a wonderful movie that was um Okay, so that 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 actually makes me feel a little better about that, because so, anyone who's good mates with James Wan, I like David Sandberg, I mm-hmm. um, have I have a good deal of faith in to do a good job with what they're given. So uh, I'm I'm sure when we eventually do see an, a new Invisible Man. Um, I'm sure I'll probably unless it's like a similar situation with a mummy. Unless it's like they turn it into Mission Impossible. Yeah, which nobody wants. Um, which, I, I love the Mission Impossible franchise, but don't mix that with the mummy. 
it was a bad move all around and everybody realized it and the studio realized it and everybody involved realized it and that's why it's scrapped yeah and this new one he's doing he said it's going to be scary very personal very intense and not at all like a superhero movie perfect it's exactly like this movie from 1933 um, with, um I, I think the invisible man is probably one of the most underrated of the universal monsters because he's definitely not talked about as much as dracula frankenstein or the bride of frankenstein i consider them the big three uh, yeah in terms of movies yeah individuals but uh it, it marks a really interesting um movement in the whole universal monsters thing where usually they would be sympathetic figures or uh like animals like say creature from the black lagoon mm-hmm. or i guess you could consider dracula in that because he's technically a yeah, monster Dr- dracula is is an all-out monster yeah but uh, the invisible man's it's kind of veering more into the mad scientist uh does it to himself looking at the monster within it's more in the kind of line with the wolfman than uh anything else very much so the difference of course with the wolfman being that the wolfman can't control himself and uh the invisible man very much can control himself it's all his own decisions he's not a very sympathetic figure is he no he's not at all he's a he's quite quite self-centered um kind of cold guy um brilliantly played by claude rains and of course you never actually see claude rains's face apart from right smack bang at the end um no, it's relying a lot on, you can probably guess where I'm going with this, his vocal performance. Yeah, it is. And his, the whether it's just the dialogue or, yeah, the vocal performance is just pitch perfect in this particular movie. I think it's got the best dialogue, actually, of any universal monster movie. Mm-hmm. Um, especially from the central character. Like, when you look at the other ones as well, though, because, obviously... Okay, so Frankenstein barely speaks. Oh, oh, you know, the creature barely speaks. When he does speak in, like, The Bride of Frankenstein, it's, it's kind of nice, it's sort of, like, sweet, and Frankenstein's that, right? Dracula, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, he speaks a bit. He's um, a smooth talker. But, yeah, the Wolfman, obviously, he speaks when he is Mr... Uh, I think it's Bruce Talbot. Um, uh, but, obviously, when he's the Wolfman, he's just growling and such. The Mummy... Yeah, okay, Boris Karloff has that deadpan. Um, well, not deadpan, but, you know, really dead-eyed, monotone way of speaking. Uh, the Invisible Man is very expressive. Very eccentric. Very he, maniacal. Yeah, and like you say, he has to be, because he, he can't rely on any sort of facial expression or real body acting, apart from when he's got all the clothes on, to actually... <sighs> help it with is his quite funny when he's invisible and you see all these things like flying around like him smoking a cigarette in midair it is, I just... it's so good though the special effects are, are, are legit they are wonderful to watch this was in the 30s and it still holds up pretty well it honestly does it's so clever that they were able to uh pull effects like that off at, in the early 30s i can only imagine uh, I can only imagine it was groundbreaking. I mean, I'm sure it was. I mean, I've uh, seen like invisible antagonists in more recent things, and they always look ridiculous because it's like they've just thrown a CGI sword in the air and they're just 
flowing it around. Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes as well, um, you get with invisible characters in a movie, you get, they're not entirely invisible, they've got that sort of glowing outline of their actual face and they look almost like silver mixed with clear if you get yeah. what I mean um, so, the, sort of like before Harry Potter puts on the invisibility cloak yeah. when it's go, just going around him it's like that sort of husky yeah. outline yeah exactly and, I, and you know while I think that you get that in some circumstances with the invisible man in terms of its effects when he's first ripping the bandage off his head yeah okay there's a bit that you can see an outline of a head there a little bit obviously you can't see the head but you can see where the you know the the different the visual effect has been put on the the film um but that's you know that was 1933 that was 85, 86 years ago. <laughs> it's an in, it's insane to to actually think about the fact mm-hmm. that they were able to pull the effects off so well. And with with everything, you know, moving about when he's just, say, there's a scene when he's sort of running uh, down the street with just a pair of pants on mm-hmm. and the pants are just running and he's kind of happy so they do like a little skip thing and it's really it's it's funny but in the sort of oh this is like a bit strange this is a bit of a comedic moment it but could it's... easily have looked ridiculous but the tone of it exactly. kind of gives it this sort of dark comic feel exactly and you know it's it asks a lot of questions i mean most of the the universal monster movies i feel Maybe maybe it's the more scientific based ones that Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein and this that seem to ask more questions about humanity because this is you could almost look at the invisible man as what would, you know, Henry Frankenstein, of course Victor in the in the book, but Henry in the Universal movies, um, if he moved on from creating life, what would his next weird project be? Um, because he just wants to be able to control human humans. He wants to be able to control life. And this is he, he, kind of another God, way of doing that. God complex, basically. It is. It's a God complex. And I think both Dr. Frankenstein and... Um, well, what's his name in this... I always uh, call Jack Griffin. Jack Griffin. I think they both have a definite god complex um, in different ways. Jack it's Griffin. Interesting, it's interesting to me that this last name's Griffin, and Griffin's considered like this kind of powerful creature, and that's kind of what he sees himself as. I mean, that's yeah, that's a nice little piece of. Maybe you could look into that. I don't know. Jack Griffin surely his name in the book as well. Yeah, um, but the book is a little bit different from the movie, but oh, how more so? or less the same. There's a cu- there's a couple differences here and there, like uh, how he dies okay. specifically is quite different. Okay, uh, he's a he's a bit more sympathetic in the book. Okay, yeah, that is the kind of difference you get uh, mm-hmm. between the two more science based Universal monster movies. Is Frankenstein is all about being sympathetic 
and to to all the characters in there you're you are even sympathetic towards dr frankenstein because he was just he didn't realize all this sort of stuff would happen um so you kind of feel for him as well um but then with this it's just no sympathy at all this guy is a lunatic he, he, he's a lunatic he's damaged uh, he's incredibly interesting to watch um, just because of how cold he is to other people and they could probably cast Jared Leto to play him in the new one <laughs> he wouldn't even have to show up <laughs> <laughs> oh no let's not have that please please no I mean he's already going to be playing a mad scientist in Morbius so why not more oh is oh that is that's the um, Marvel vampire, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, is that still happening? Yep. Are we sure that's still happening? They've just cast cast Matt Smith in it as well, so it's happening. okay. I haven't heard. I feel like I've not heard anything about that for ages. I'm worried we're gonna start getting news reports of Jared Leto biting his castmates on the neck. Probably. Probably, yeah. He'll he'll become very pale. He'll only wake up at night. He'll sleep in a coffin. He'll do it all, and Ugh. it's not even pleasant method acting. No, he's it's just, just an asshole. It's just nasty, and there's no need for it. Um, <laughs> speaking of but. acting, um, Claude Rains, I think, probably, honestly, gives the best performance of a central character I would agree with that the whole universal monster thing I honestly think it's a better performance just using his voice than than Karloff ever gives than than even Lugosi gives than Lon Chaney Jr Um, I honestly think this is the one that really is the highlight of acting in the whole sort of little universe if you want to call it a universe mm-hmm. um, of course he's then supported by a load of very unique performances in uh, in this movie and I always like to bring up as you all know I always like to bring up Una O'Connor um, mm-hmm. who was the star of Bride of Frankenstein and this movie who Belongs. If we were to open up another Hall of Fame, she would be in the Screech Acting Hall of Fame. Um, as she does nothing but screech and scream all movie. And while she's entertaining, it can get grating after a while. It's like the Mary Jane scenario. The Mary of. Jane scenario. Does Mary Jane screech? Um, well, in these those old Maguire Spider-Man, she was known for screaming quite a lot. She screams, but she doesn't screech and wail and say, Ooh! every three seconds, like Una O'Connor does. But to be fair to her, I remember her name, so she clearly left an imprint. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Which you can't ask for anything else, but... What are some of your favourite elements to this movie? Some highlight scenes, maybe, or uh, or anything I, like that? What do you love? I love the undertones of this. That Not just he's an invisible man because he's literally invisible, but 
it feels like for his whole life, he probably he was the Invisible Man even before he got the serum. He was like kind of an introvert, never seen in daylight, constantly working on this experiment so he could have this kind of power or it's not even like real power, it's sort of like knowing that he could achieve something and do something that other people couldn't. He probably saw himself as like, oh, I'm this big genius and I'm here to save the world from something and I kind of like the idea of that, like he was the invisible man even before he got invisible. And it's yeah. kind of a psychological thing. Because he hid himself away all the time. Yeah. It is, that is kind of interesting. Um, there is quite a lot of, quite a, a good deal of psychology to look into in this with this movie. And the, the idea of, uh, you know, Jack Griffin wanting this, this control, wanting this level of power, but also wanting to, you know, leave an imprint on the world. Which I'm sure mm-hmm. we, we we all want to leave an imprint on the world, whether it's big or small. Um, of course we do. This, uh, you know, don't be a lunatic about it. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that should go without saying. But, yes, make, make your YouTube channel about movies. Don't exactly. be a lunatic about it. Exactly. That, that you know, that's not a, an uncommon thing. That is quite a sort of a thing to identify with in the character probably the only thing you can possibly identify with is his desire to um create something that is remembered um obviously this is a scientific creation not not an artistic creation but uh no. it, you know it's the it's the same principle um he just he does just go about it in a way that makes you think he in in you know in the in the in the past of his life there's clearly been something that's gone on to make him feel so uh out of control and to make him want to shut himself away and just prove to people that he can do something um which again is is quite an interesting thing i can see why that if if that element was played on more, this could become a really sympathetic story, like uh-huh. a seriously sympathetic story. I just think that this particular version um, from 1933, you know, it sort of uh, it focused more on. Well, it was a monster movie, so it focused on more of the maniacal nature and the sort of a bit of violence in there and a really one of the things i love about it is the the anxiety that you have throughout of it because the invisible man i mean we joke about it but he could literally be anywhere yeah exactly and all the other characters seem to think that the the police um first of all think it's like a hoax the the Um, police in this are weird they they talk like (laughs) High school students playing policemen. <laughs> well, well hey, uh, what's going on here? Where uh, is this invisible man? Well, I mean, it's the early 30s. Talking movies is still only about five years old, six years old. So uh, we've, we, can't, we can't hate them too much for the simplistic dialogue, I don't think. Because I think all, all, the, all the good dialogue was left to Claude Rains. So everyone else was just, you know, had to resort to, uh, or was dealt 
fairly generic dialogue. I mean, it still serves its purpose, and I I like the the one constable um, with the mustache. He's Is quite... he getting inducted? I mean, I don't I don't want to, because it's kind of a standard mustache. I don't think it's well groomed enough, and he's also not a big enough star to warrant to warrant a Hall of Fame place. Um, it would have to be something very special for him to get in, and I'm afraid. Uh, Constable, whatever he is, Jaffers. I think his name is Constable Jaffers. Um, you're not, you're not getting in the Hall of Fame uh, today. You can get some Jaffa cakes, though. We can get some Jaffa cakes and feed them to to Constable Jaffers to console him for not being inducted in in the ceremony. Um, everybody likes Jaffa cakes. Now I just want some Jaffa cakes. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Oh, man. Oh, Let's talk about some of the kills. Some of the kills. Okay. There's quite a few of them. There is. However, even though they're kind of violent for these movies, I wouldn't. they're not like over-the-top crazy violent. It's sort of limited to strangulations and... Yeah. Pushing I, people down the stairs. Yeah, it's it's the same sort of killing that you see in Frankenstein with the drowning, right? Which it's, is a very sad moment it's in a, Frankenstein. a very sad moment in Frankenstein, probably the best scene in the whole movie. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think it is, it is kind of more violent than you probably expect it to be. Um... Because there, there is like very obvious and very sort of upfront strangulation, and of course with with the throwing people down the stairs as well, because he's just getting angrier and angrier that it's not really fully working. I've never seen a straight up vicious killer in a Universal monster movie. No, he's I mean, not Dracula's, vicious. Dracula's doing it kind of to survive. Yeah, the other monsters, it's kind of an accidental thing; they can't control it. This guy seems like. Oh, I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna enjoy it. Well, yeah, and I mean, you you even look at the mummy, and the mummy essentially does it, or you know, Imhotep uh, does it for love. And mm. it's, yeah, this Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, is kind of the most insane one of of them all, really, because he is he is he's really the only human being you know, monster of the whole thing. Everybody else is a legitimate, supernatural monster. But I also appreciate it for not going for the whole humanity is the real monster thing. Like, even in the 30s, you think they would do that, but they didn't. Yeah, no, it, uh, it doesn't. It is definitely a, you know, a, an individual idea. It's, his, it's, it's his... himself. His ambition is kind of his undoing, you know, I, I talked about that in my Doc Ock video with Spider-Man 2, I think it's kind of a similar th- motivation. Yeah, very similar. They're both similar. brought down by their pride. Very similar, actually. Um, yeah, just a, a, a scientist whose greatest experiment causes them to turn a little bit crazy. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very very similar characters, actually, although I'm not so keen on the idea of an invisible Doc Ock. Um, oh no no just no, with no, the, no! Just with the arms flailing about and no body, that'd look weird. I don't want that. 
Don't do that, that, that please. No, that'd be, that'd, be, that'd be like some hentai shit. Let's not. Oh do that. no, um, <laughs> no. Let's 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 absolutely not um, not do that. I mean, uh, yeah. Go the, ahead. The most intense scenes in this movie for me are the ones with Jack Griffin and his partner just in his house because there's sort of a comic undertone to them, but yeah. A, once again another anxiety because when he's in his invisible man costume you're kind of just looking at these big dead eyes mm-hmm. and it's the, unsettling the it's like it's like looking at it's like why i think people are put off by dolls because they I have th- those kind of dead black eyes are you not put off by dolls i'm i'm quite mm. put off by dolls i mean i've grown to uh become very de- desensitized by a lot of horror elements uh, the dolls um, I'm put off by are the ones that you'd least expect. Like, there's a Peppa Pig doll <laughs> in my flat that I hate. <laughs> That's like having... Uh, oh, I've just got a plushie of Bugs Bunny and it's terrifying. It's like, what? These aren't the dolls you're supposed to be scared of. I love that you're scared of a, a Peppa Pig doll. Yeah, my cousin um, left it here and it's been staring at me ever since. It's going to it's going to come alive in the night and cause havoc. If you see a few scratches on your arm in the night, it's not you. It's Pepper. <laughs> what a terrifying yeah. thought. A oh, small yeah. children's pig. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, but, uh, I don't know. The, the sort of fear from this comes from this guy is kind of trapped in his own house with a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Who, if he wanted to, could turn invisible, run around naked, and kill him. Yeah, he definitely could. Uh, and my brother was pointing out, like, he's got to be naked the whole time, yeah. and he's going out in the cold. Jeez, I, I, I would go mad if that had to happen to me. Maybe the uh, yeah, because it is a very snowy movie as well. Oh yeah, um, like I I wrap up in a couple layers just to go to the <laughs> shops, and I'm still freezing i don't i don't envy mr griffin no but maybe the uh the uh elixir I suppose it's not an elixir is it what do you call it the potion yeah <laughs> the... although i suppose if he was out in the cold the outline of his hard nipples might give him away <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna come in thinking that the uh the potion acted as like whiskey acts and just keeps you warm in the cold maybe he gets hypothermia who knows that might be how he actually dies um he might just have hypothermia i mean it's not how he actually dies and there's but, um, there's a lot of things he brings up like he can't eat food when he's invisible because you'll see the food going down his throat yes yeah, that reminds did, me was of that a, um, was that a deleted scene because i want to see what that looks like i've got no idea that'd be really cool Pr- they probably couldn't figure out how to do that visually at the time that reminds Lee me Lee Winnell, that's of, what you gotta do. Yeah, there you go. There's a there's a shout out for, for Lee Winnell to do to do that. Kind of reminds me of uh, Captain Barbosa in the Curse of the Black Pearl when he drinks that wine and he's the skeleton and you just see it go all the down him. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I haven't watched Curse of the Black Pearl in a while. Neither have I. I, I. I do have a fondness for the Pirates movies. I do have a huge fondness for them. And mm-hmm. uh, Apart from, I, I still haven't. I mean, I still haven't seen the fifth one, and that's been like I a couple years now. I still haven't seen the now. fourth or the fifth one. 
The fourth one isn't great, to be fair. The fourth yeah. one is is not great. Well, that's going to be rebooted as well. So. Is it? Wow, yeah, with the a, amount with a, of reboots. No, yeah, with a new lead pirate. Oh. I, I don't know. Why not just have Will Turner? That's what people were saying. You could but, do it. Orlando yeah. Bloom. A bit of an older, more grizzled Orlando Bloom. I'm about that. Just get Logan on the seas, basically. Yeah. Well, no. But I just want... Orlando Bloom can't play... He's a... I mean, he's a still a very handsome gentleman. But I don't think Orlando Bloom could pull off, you know, the young... The young, good-looking hero anymore. As much as mm. he used to be able to. Ah, oh, well. I would like to see for him... for Orlando Bloom, then. I would like to see him challenge himself and go for a dark, uh, slightly twisted, affected pirate. Because he's, he's like, after the fifth one, supposed to be essentially the ruler of of, of the seas. I don't know. I haven't seen the fifth oh, one. Jesus, God. This, that franchise got nuts. And this is also a franchise that got a little bit nuts. The Invisible Man returned with Vincent Price playing him. Yeah... He was like the son of Jack Griffin or something like that. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, that's one Price movie I have not seen. I heard in that one he got he let off on a lethal injection and was made invisible, and then it was sort of like a hunt for him, which then the video game Manhunt chose to rip off. Okay, that's interesting. I, if if you've ever played Rockstar games and you come across Manhunt, it's the most uncomfortable gaming experience you'll ever have. <laughs> well, okay. The uncomfortable an uncomfortable gaming experience. Um, how how so? Is it just why? Just because it's a Manhunt? You play as a a serial killer who's been let off, and then you just go down and hunt these people like by slicing them with glass shards or strangling them with plastic bags it just it makes you want to have a shower afterwards. i mean to be fair to rockstar games they do like violence mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they are a big fan of violence so um maybe that's to be expected i just i find it kind of ironic that when it comes to universal monsters now like if you spoke to someone who's your favorite universal monster they'd say oh yeah i love dracula he's so badass but and they kind of make fun of the invisible man the Invisible Man's made kind of a joke of now in pop culture, but he's looking back, he's kind of the scariest one. He honestly is. And it's because he is he's the most real feeling. You I think although both situations, Frankenstein and this, are very, you know, unlikely to ever be possible. I think the idea of creating something that turns someone invisible to another human being is more reasonable than being able to create life from a load of dead bodies. Just a little it bit more happen. reasonable. Um, so that's that's why I feel like he's kind of the most legitimately frightening because of his because of his human nature. And like you said before, it's not this movie is not out to say that humanity is evil. Um, it's purely out to say that this particular human is evil. 
Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's that for me as to why the character stands out. It's why the movie stands out. Um, and it wouldn't it wouldn't work if Claude Rains didn't give such a good performance. Um, I also think it's kind of a it's kind of a smaller feeling movie to some of the others. Um, mm-hmm. you see, it's definitely more small scale. Uh, maybe because a lot of the budget went on the effects, and um, and the final sort of car crash because that must have taken a, a fair. Oh, that you were talking about favorite scenes. That one is incredible. Yeah, it's it is, and it's visually very impressive again, uh, especially for nineteen thirty three. Um, it's it's way more impressive than you sometimes realize. The Invisible Man, and it is one that probably will not be anybody's first um, foray into the Universal Monsters, but. If they watch them all, it may end up being quite high up their list of favourites, I think. I'll sum up that car crash scene in the most hilarious way I can think possible. Okay. A naked man ties his partner up inside a car and then pushes it off a cliff whilst jumping out onto the mud. I mean, that's still quite... That's still that's almost more terrifying, the fact that you actually brought up the fact that he was naked... Uh, a nice bit of trivia is his um, his partner is played by Gloria Stewart, who was the old Rose in Titanic. Mm. So Damn. that's a nice bit of uh, his, his bit partner, of as in his wife, not his actual former partner. Oh yeah, no, his partner. Yeah, his wife. His wife. Sorry, um, <laughs> not his partner. His wife. Um, and the scenes with him and his wife, I think, are actually really interesting as well. Yeah, and the sort of the egomaniacal complex he gets over, like, oh, her dad wants to come fix him, but then he's like, no, your dad's clever. Like, that's a complete joke. He's he's a dumbass compared to me, more or less. Yeah, and oh, is it is it that is it his dad or like the the other professor that's it's Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life? I think so. Uh, is it his dad? It might be. Um. But I love that. I love seeing Clarence. I forgot Clarence was in this movie. I love seeing him pop up in random movies. What was he in recently that we did? He was definitely in a movie that I watched recently that I didn't re. Or maybe it wasn't one I did for this movie. Maybe it was one I just watched. Uh, for this show. Maybe it was one I just watched. The hardcore It's a Wonderful Podcast fans will go back through the lore and figure I think this it, out. I think it might have been just been one that I... Uh, that I just watched and we we didn't cover unless it was one of the westerns. It wasn't one of the westerns. No, uh, but I, f- I don't. Know. I found out that if you watch the car crash scene mm-hmm. and you set it to the tune of Smash Mouth's All Star, <laughs> it's quite hilarious. <laughs> of, of course it is, because anything set to the tune of Smash Mouth's All Star. Is hilarious, and that was a. I was happy with that that reference today. I was happy mm-hmm. with that reference this week. That was kind of, it was it was an unorthodox one, but it 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 worked. And I like I like over explaining things, as you well know, like I am doing right now. <laughs> I'm about it. I'm about so, that one. So, um, the death of the Invisible Man here, as much as he's kind of evil, 
his death feels kind of like tragic. Yes, it does. Because he he gets shot basically during when he's trying to run away from the cops, and one of them gets a shot at him. Mm-hmm. He's on his deathbed, and I thought it was kind of poetic that in death, that's the only time people see him. Yeah, you could say that for a lot of artists. That is definitely true. It is kind of the most poignant thing in the movie. It is, like you said, poetic. Um, the fact that the serum itself uh, wears away after death, and people see, yeah, people see him. And it is the case with a lot of you know creative people, a lot of people anyway, scientists, whatever it is. A lot of scientists, especially, are way mm-hmm. more known after their death than during their lifetime uh, artists and it's, it's, it's an interesting point to bring up and it's a, it's a really good point for this movie to end on I think um, it just leaves you with the sort of <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of a realisation as to why Jack was so frustrated his entire life and was so um, you know, short and cold with people um, because he just wanted to achieve this one thing and yeah, okay, it's a pretty huge thing but he ended up doing it <laughs> but he just wanted to achieve this one thing he would not let anybody stand in his way and to 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 be, like you said, seen only really after death and I'm sure, he, you know, if... There was no weird sequels to this movie. Um, the, ne- the not the the um, the sequel, not the sequel, but the 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 future of this character that I would see would be one of sort of impressive scientific legacy, rather than remembering him as a lunatic, because there was mm-hmm. plenty of lunatic scientists in real life that you remember for what they did rather than what they were like. There's a there's a couple of lunatic scientists in real life today, like Elon Musk. He is a lunatic, Elon Musk, to be fair. He is he's one insane. lab accident away from becoming the Green Goblin. But he's also impossibly impressive. <laughs> Ugh. I, one day we're going to turn on the news and Elon Musk has turned into a supervillain. He's so impressive, though. He is so impressive, but he, he, he does. It's insane. I don't like to think too much about it because it would just mind-blow me sometimes. Um, but I don't know. The Invisible uh, he, Man. The invi- Well, for... Since this uh, character really has to rely a lot on his vocal performance mm-hmm. to for a good presence... Who do you think would be a good Invisible Man for this new film? Well, yeah, I mean, who has a good voice but doesn't rely on their face a lot? It's a, uh, like, if you get, if if news breaks of, when, or when news breaks of anyone being cast as the Invisible Man, I'm sure there'll be plenty of jokes going around as like, oh, well, you're not good enough to look at, you're, you can just speak. It's kind of like me. Um. <laughs> I I was thinking, um, was and this probably wouldn't happen. This probably wouldn't happen because he's not really done much since. But Brad Dourif has that really intense voice. Yeah, it's not a bad call. 
But he's, he's isn't he doing more Chucky stuff? I don't know. I think he's doing more of those straight to DVD Chucky films because he's not going to be in the reboot. Oh, he's not going to be in the reboot. No, the oh, reboot. The reboot sounds terrible. Okay, see, I thought he was fair enough. I mean, you could. You could. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I he's good at playing a maniac. I, he is. He is. I do struggle with castings off the top of my head. I like. I like the idea of Brad Dourif, actually. Um, yeah. Let's just go with or, that because I can't think and I'm not very clever. <laughs> or even if you want to go a little bit like lesser known but sort of still sort of known today, I'd go for someone who's kind of got a laid-back intensity like a Paul Dano or a Caleb Landry-Jones. Paul Dano could be quite good. I like that. I actually like that better because he's a bit younger as well and seems maybe you know he, he, he seems still very ambitious i think one not that brad durif's like ancient but i mean he is in his 60s yeah maybe a, a human being tends to be more settled around that age rather than i mean how old's paul dano 30 something like that even though he looks like 15 he's yeah. about 30 i think someone like paul dano probably works quite or, well or we saw how crazy Caleb Landry Jones was in Get Out. That could work. Yeah, but I think he has that. He, he I think he does a lot with his face, and his body. Um, no, I've seen a lot of people wanting to cast him as the Joker, which I wouldn't not I, hate. I wouldn't not hate that either. Actually, he is. He does give off that vibe sometimes Still, in some of his performances. He's but the good. thing for me is I look at him and I think of Banshee from X-Men First Class. Yeah, I mean, yes, you do. Yes, you do think of that. Um, but if he's just going off what he did in Get Out, he could be a he could be a reasonable Joker. Not that I think we need a 17th Joker right now. <laughs> no, we do not. But uh, that's, it's, it's get, not a bad oh, call. Just, just wait. One day we're going to get announced Joker into the Jokerverse. <laughs> Every Joker will be back. <laughs> The thing is, I'd love that. That would be the only acceptable thing, I think. I, I would I would actually really like that. I don't it know. opens it's with weird. them punching Jared Leto's Joker in the face. Pretty much. Pretty much. Hmm. Everyone. Everyone does. And it's it, Mark Hamill, but actually Mark Hamill, not just his voice. That'd be, yeah. that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that will more or less wrap up our conversation on The Invisible Man. Do you have any final thoughts? I I don't think I have anything else to actually say that I, that we haven't already said. It's a wonderful movie that does tend to get looked over a little bit when it comes to Universal Monsters and, uh, and should definitely be checked out if anyone is a fan of the Universal... Monsters it's also one of the easiest Halloween costumes. It's such an easy Halloween costume. You just don't go and you're essentially there as the Invisible Man. It's True. You don't even have to leave your house and you can claim that you went as the Invisible Man. It's such an easy such an easy Halloween costume. You can lie in bed and be at a party and everyone's happy at that point. You're happy, you're in bed, asleep, everyone happy. Everyone there is happy. They think you're there, but just invisible. Perfect. And um, although some people, uh, some people are that? invisible at parties anyway. Definitely not me. If you get alcohol in me. Okay. 
I do have a nice bottle of mulled wine waiting. Mulled so. wine. My aunt brought over a bottle of mulled wine that you have to heat up on the stove. It isn't Christmas anymore. <laughs> I know. I think she. I think it was a regift or something. Oh, boo. <laughs> but I don't, I don't care. I'll drink mulled wine any time of the year. Well, fair enough. I suppose it's still cold enough. I suppose it is mm-hmm. still cold enough. But yeah, I think that's going to about wrap us up on the Invisible Man um, conversation. Unless there's anything else you wanted to say right at the end. I think we've had Not a nice really. conversation there. Um, it's a little bit of a, I suppose it's a little bit of a shorter episode than we've been doing lately. But it's a, you know, it's a 70 minute movie. There's only so much you can talk about. And I would like to propose that we add a little new segment here, since we usually just go off on tangents before I, the end. I am all up for new segments that can be implemented. Um, what's been happening in the media world this week? Jordan Peele killed the Super Bowl. Jordan Peele killed the Super Bowl. I suppose he did. He, he was the true winner of the Super Bowl. Although, admittedly, I haven't watched that Twilight Zone um, it is a great thing. ad, and you you got another thing for us as well. And oh, I'm very excited for us. He's in Toy Story four, but no one really cares about that. No, do you know what? I they don't do they? I don't. When it was announced, I called it Toy Story forced. I mean, well, it's a perfect ending. Toy Story three. I'd have the same reaction if they announced the How to Train Your Dragon four. <laughs> three was a perfect ending. Well, I, I'm the person who hasn't seen a single How to Drain Your Dragon movie, so... You should get on that right away, because they're great. I know, I know. And I do like Vikings, and I do like dragons. I know. And uh, what but else yeah, has been happening? Us, oh. us, definitely. I mean, Us is one of the very few trailers I've actually watched. Um, and it looks incredible. Because he really does. Oh my god! I hope it deliver. I really hope it delivers, and Jordan Peele does not become the new M Night Shyamalan. No, 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 we, no. We can't. I have all the faith in Jordan Peele, and I have all the faith in Lupita Nyong'o because I love her as well. There was um, also that really creepy poster of us where yes, it was Lupita Nyong'o was crying, great. and then the mask. The mask of Lupita sweet. Nyong'o's face. I would like. It's, it's it's just perfect. It's just um, perfect. Audience doing a scream unseen next week, and I have a feeling that it might be an early preview of us. I mean, when does it come out? Uh, next March, uh, next month. Probably is. What I hope it isn't is a sneak preview of the new Pet Cemetery. It also might be that. Because I've just seen the new trailer for that, mm-hmm. and they're doing the one thing that <laughs> I hate when adapting books. And that is? They've completely changed a major element of the story, and I'm not happy about it. Uh, do we? Do you want to disclose what that element is, or is it a spoiler element? You know how Gage, the kid, is the one that gets run over? Yes. This trailer implies that, no, it's the daughter that gets killed, and then they have a creepy little girl wandering around. So there's no Gage, is what you're telling me. Gage is in it, he just doesn't get killed. Oh. Which is strange. Okay. As I've always said, I would be interested in this Pet Cemetery movie if Guillermo del Toro was making it. 
Well, that often tends to be the case with anything. I would be interested in this if Guillermo del Toro was making it. Uh, that could be the case with anything. I would be interested in the next um, movie in the in the Transformers universe if Guillermo del Toro was making it. <laughs> Or the next movie in... Uh, I'm just imagining The Shape of Water, but with a Transformer. The, the next Mission Impossible movie. But if Guillermo del Toro was making it... Uh, Tom Cruise fighting the Pale Man, I'm about it. Yeah. Del Toro has a big draw. He does. Um, He's one of the most creative directors working. He really is. And uh, he should be applauded everywhere he goes, and people should bow down to him. And I would, if I saw him. Um, and, he he um, deserves it. And moving on from our previous discussion about Batman, a big thing making the rounds is that Robert Pattinson is being looked at to play Bruce Wayne. And I I don't hate it. Neither? He's, I honestly if, don't. If right now you still refer to Robert Pattinson as the guy from Twilight, then you haven't been to the movies in like 10 years. No, I mean, he's done he's done a lot in recent years to very, very much uh, get himself away from that image, and he's done it successfully. I think he has moved on from that image now, and this would be certainly the, the final step in, he, in the Robert Pattinson grand plan um, <laughs> to become a badass. Well, I always say to those people who hate Robert Pattinson, he didn't, Cedric Diggory did not die to be remembered as Edward Cullen. I mean, I didn't particularly like Cedric Diggory anyway. It's just because you hate Hufflepuffs. It's not, because I I'm, I, I have perfect, perfect amount of love for Professor Sprout. So, there's no harm with Hufflepuffs. It's Cedric Diggory himself. And maybe, to be honest, it's just a young Robert Pattinson that I don't like. Quite possibly, Quite but, but possibly. if you did, but if you did tell me that Robert Pattinson was dressing up as a bat and beating up criminals, I'd I believe c- you. I could buy it, right? I I would buy Robert Pattinson as I I, th- I honestly think I would buy him more as Bruce Wayne. I think he'd be a much better Bruce Wayne than say Christian Bale, because um, I don't I think Christian Bale excelled as Batman, but not as Bruce. No, that's fair. Um, I think Affleck was great as both, even though we didn't get anywhere near as much as we all wanted. Uh, I think Keaton was great as both. I think Keaton was great as both. I almost think Keaton was a better Bruce than Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Clooney was definitely a better Bruce than Batman. George Clooney was just George Clooney in that movie, let's um, be honest. He was, but he also acts like Bruce Wayne, to an extent. And, uh, and let's Kilmer. be honest, Ke- Val Kilmer is... Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer, I actually think he's worse than Clooney. Kind I think Batman of. Forever is worse than Batman and Robin, so I'd agree with you. It's such a, it's such a tough argument. I don't know, because ba- I can Batman watch Forever's, both of those movies fine. Batman Forever is boring. At least Batman and Robin has the it's so wild thing going for it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, who other Bat? I mean, obviously, Conroy and Adam Con- West. Are- Conroy is still outright wonderful as everything, but you couldn't put real life Kevin Conroy in a Batman suit. It wouldn't work. <laughs> and something rather funny happened to me today, actually. 
Oh, that's always that's always nice. I always like a bit well, of humor in somebody's life. Last week, me and my brother watched uh, Cobra Kai, okay. which is a very good show. It's a very easy binge. We did it all in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know, I'm going to order the original Karate Kid fair, movie because I, I love that movie. I have, I get it today, and it's the Jaden Smith remake. Oh no! What have you done? They sent me. Oh, do you know? Which is not even the Karate Kid because he does not learn karate in that movie. He learns kung fu. Hmm. And also, Jaden hmm. Smith. And and also Jaden Smith. Um, it's in it. Ja- would... It's Jackie Chan, isn't it? Jackie Chan's actually pretty good in it. Jackie Chan's always great. You can't hate Jackie Chan, but yeah. Uh, but not it's a, not as satisfying watching 12-year-old Jaden Smith no. learn karate as it is Ralph Macchio kicking Johnny Lawrence in the face. No, no. Um, that was a bad order on your part. Um, clearly, well, I, you, clearly you did I not ordered, check the details. I did. They sent me the wrong one. Uh, I don't believe you. But yet. luckily, <laughs> they're letting me keep it and they're refunding it as well. Oh well, that's because I, I think they were just looking to get rid of that. Probably, probably. <laughs> just please get it out. Uh, and if if you're a fan of uh, the Karate Kid movie, I highly recommend you watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, again, that is that's it's it's a it's a show that I just haven't got around to, and I know it's so quick and easy. Apparently, very um, much so, and it's very funny too. But yeah, there's a lot of TV. <laughs> There's a lot of TV, and uh, there's a good deal of it that I need to catch up on, although much less than there uh, was a few months ago. I think I've done well with TV recently in being able to uh, to catch up on all shows that I uh, need need to watch. So yeah, it's all uh, good. I suppose that it. That's it. And uh, yeah, do we I know what so. we're doing next week? Uh, we do know what we're doing next week, actually. We are taking it along similar lines to what we did last week uh, and mm-hmm. doing a, another ha- another kind of, uh, well, certainly a drama um, called To Sir With Love, starring Sidney Poitier. Uh, I think it's from 1967, 8-ish. Let me see what um, I'm getting into. Sidney Poitier plays a teacher in a school in London. And it's about race and that sort of stuff. And uh, Ooh, that's, that's, that actually sounds like my kind of thing. I'm very interested by it. And I would, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I think it's going to be a, a great movie. Along in the similar, in a similar sense to what Imitation of Life was last week. Um, Any movies with teachers that I like that are really good besides Dead Poet Society? Maybe this will be one. Uh, Maybe this will be one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is what we will be uh, doing next week. I always like Sidney Poitier. He's a remarkably charming human being. Um, very very, very good, good actor as well. And uh, yeah, that's what we're doing next week. This has been episode 42 of It's a Wonderful Podcast. Uh, Nolan, where can everybody check you out at? They can find me at NolanDean27 on Twitter, at Instagram, at my Instagram name. Which we all know. Yep, which we all know is pretentious yeah, as hell. Don't look for him on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> they can find my YouTube channel at Nolan Dean, which is in the channel for this as well, On the, if you're watching it on YouTube. Which nobody, sh- nobody and, watches uh, it on I, YouTube anymore. 
And I should just point out, uh, we should refer to him as Sir Sidney Poitier. Sir Sidney Poitier. Yeah, he has a knighthood. Sidney Poitier is he... uh, isn't British, is he? Is he? You know, he's from the Bahamas. Is he a? Yeah. Or, well, or is he one of the he honorary knights? Might be. An Might be. Knight. And he's also still, he's alive, still alive, which is he's good. a very old man. He is still alive. Um. So yeah, we will talk plenty about Sidney Poitier next week. I am certain. But yes, guys, uh, thank you for listening. And you can all find uh, the show on uh, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Castbox, and probably a load of other places where you find podcasts. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the feed, download the episodes. We are rolling on through February and getting prepared for Musical March, which is going to be so much fun. I'm so much looking forward to it. There's going to be so much singing on the show. Mostly oh, by me. I cannot wait for that. And I, I'm going to love it. So, It's a wonderful karaoke, pretty probably, much. Probably. Maybe, maybe cool. I'll even record some songs and you know put them up, put them on the feed on the feeders little four minute long things of me saying i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that you've got that guitar and that keyboard i you can't do play the guitar nor the keyboard <laughs> teach yourself in a week no it's not gonna happen <laughs> it's not gonna happen it's not gonna be possible. just don't just don't teach yourself wonder <laughs> <laughs> No, but I can uh, pretty much guarantee some singing going on to, into March. But yes, guys, you can check me out as well on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in there because three is the magic number. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One for all the new stuff that's going on with the show. And um, that's about it. Find the show on all those audio networks that i mentioned before and uh, subscribe and download and share with everybody you know whether it's t- twitter facebook other social medias with your friends whatever i will love you forever and nolan will love you forever as well and what what better thing is there in the world than love nolan i say nothing so there thanks guys for listening mm-hmm. to episode 42 of it's a wonderful podcast that's it from me until next week when we're talking about Sydney Poitier and I'm really excited Nolan seals out. It would be too easy to say that I feel invisible. Instead, I feel painly visible and entirely ignored. Wonderful. Bye. <laughs>